0: To help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo community podcast. to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial dawn forge pouch. This is episode 285 of The Shattered Soulstone. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly/soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, tablet, or phone. I'm not sure how many people are still using iPods, but I guess it's possible. It is December 8th, 2020, and this is Jen. I'm gonna start off with my week in gaming. Haven't had a whole lot of time to play for various reasons, but, you know, I gave it a try. In the previous episode of Soulstone, my softcore Barbarian, which is what I'm playing this season instead of hardcore. Obviously, I'm still playing a Barbarian because they are the most fun, in my opinion. I started off at level 5 and just about to hit level 6 in essentially the amount of time I spent gaming between last episode and this one, and I decided to start out by fighting the Skeleton King. And the reason I wanted to fight the Skeleton King was to complete the Chapter 1 objective called Fly to New Tristram, which just requires you to kill the Skeleton King on normal difficulty and it's pretty easy to do my softcore barbarian was almost to level six like i said and the first thing she did after getting into the area where you go through to get to the skeleton king fight she hit a skeleton and that put her to level six just like that it was that close to to do so that was that was kind of fun one-shotting a skeleton and getting a level from it And then I went and fought the Skeleton King. He wasn't really too difficult to fight. It didn't take a long time. It took much longer than I would have done had I been playing a higher level character on normal difficulty, but as it was, I was at level six and it it wasn't so bad. It wasn't bad a fight at all. And then I discovered that the Skeleton King was actually a bounty. And I didn't realize it because I didn't check it beforehand. The only thing I did was look at the season journey and go, okay, fight the Skeleton King. I can do that and just went and did it. So there's another season one objective called a new start where you have to complete five bounties. Now, previously in other seasons, the first thing I do is I run a set of Act 1 bounties because in my mind, it seemed like that's the easiest set to do. It's only Act 1. I'm a low-level character right now. That's the way to go. It never occurred to me that I could actually complete this by killing off bosses that were marked as bounties. So this was kind of fun. It was kind of a surprise with the Skeleton King. I thought, okay, well, the next thing I need to do is fight Cydia, which is uh, the spider lady that is sort of humanoid spider, kind of, that one. And I may be mispronouncing her name, I'm not sure how it's said. So that was the other objective in Chapter 1 as far as boss fights you have to do. So I went after Cydia, and it was a lot more fun than I expected because I ran into a blood thief goblin on the way. I think in the first level, there's like two levels before you get to actually fight Cydia. So I found this blood goblin and of course I chase every treasure goblin of every kind every chance I get because it's fun. So I did that, went running after it, killed a bunch of stuff on the way to get to it, managed to kill off the blood thief goblin close to the entry for the next level of that section. So he was kind of trapped. And then I tried to pick up all the blood shards and found that I could not, because as I said, I was, you know, a low-level character. I don't remember if I was still level 6 or if I'd hit level 7 by then. But in any case, I was already carrying some blood shards, and, you know, there's a limit of how much you can carry. So, instead of continuing on, I went back to town, and I gambled some blood shards with Kadala. And you do get an objective for that one just by gambling any blood shards with Kadala. It's not chapter one, I can't remember which chapter it is, and I don't remember the name of the objective right now, but most of you listening to this will probably know what I'm talking about. So I went and I tried to get some stuff, and everything she gave me, if I remember correctly, was higher level than I was. So I couldn't use most of it. But I did get a couple things that were at least usable. It wasn't anything fantastic. I didn't get any legendaries or anything super special like that, but it did give me the opportunity to go and actually pick up all the blood shards because what's sadder than actually killing the blood shard goblin and not being able to pick up all the shards and having to leave them there. You know, you need those. So that's what I did. And then I eventually got down to where the fight with Saidiya would happen and it went really fast. And I started to think, okay, maybe my barbarian can move up from normal to, a, you know, a higher difficulty, maybe to hard difficulty, for example, which would be the next one up. And then I realized this idea was also a bounty, and I hadn't looked at that beforehand either. So now I had two out of five of the bounties for, uh, I think it was, what did I say it was earlier? A new start that that objective. Yeah. My plan was. Well, part of my plan was I've been making little videos about my gameplay and putting them on my website at com, And I'm going to try to get that into the show notes this time because I failed to do so last time around. So I'd stop because my recording software does not like long videos and it was quicker to just make like 20 minute videos and move on and do some more, that sort of thing. So they're short videos if you ever want to watch them. It won't take you much time at all. So the next time I played, I specifically went looking for bosses that were marked as bounties. Now, I'd gotten out of the game and come back, so things change when you do that. And I decided to fight Adria. This wasn't going to give me any anything, really, at all from the season journey because it wasn't an objective and it was only on normal difficulty. And so I thought, okay, I'll just go fight Adria and fight my way through there. The hardest part I had with that was finding where to go because the map, it's one of those maps where it points you go this direction and so you go that direction and realize you're in a dead end or that you can't get there from here, that kind of thing. It's kind of wonky and this doesn't only happen there, it happens in other parts of Diablo as well so it took a bit to actually get to the fight when i got to the fight it was harder than i remembered it wasn't difficult my soft core barbarian did not die but there were a couple times where she was pretty close to dying and it was you know kind of it was fun it was fun it was enough of a challenge and i got it done so then that one was a bounty as well and so i picked up all the loot from that and again i don't remember getting anything super special from any of these off the top of my head If you watch the videos, maybe I did get something and can't recall. But in any case, I went on to fight Vidian, who's an Act 5 boss. And that went really fast. Once I found where to go, again, it went really fast to get in there. And I was able to just run past a lot of the smaller monsters in the area before getting there. But the actual fight, it was super quick. And then I had four bounties out of the five that I needed. So the next time I played... I looked for not only a boss that was marked as a bounty because again I'd stopped playing came back so things could shift so I wanted a boss that was a bounty that I hadn't done before and I selected Asmodon who happened to be a bounty and killed him off pretty quick that completed the new, a new start objective so I'm still gonna have to do five bounties one from each class or not class act in the game but I've already got this a new start done so it feels like I've made some progress somewhere and I don't think it'll be too difficult just to run through some bounties next time I play. So after that I decided to finish leveling up the crafters because what I did originally was I did the challenge rift, the barbarian challenge rift at the start of the season and so I had a lot of gold and a lot of other stuff and even some death's breaths to use to level up the crafters now the jeweler and the blacksmith require one death's breath to get them to level 12 the mystic does not so i just leveled those up you have to level all three to get one objective for that one instead of individually if you get them all to 10 you get an objective like you get three objectives one for each but if you have to level them to 12 from 10 then it counts as just one objective so that's what i did so those are done i don't have to worry about leveling crafters anymore this season And then after that, I finally moved the uh, difficulty from normal to hard. Now, when I did this, I was tired, so this was probably not the most clearest thinking that I've had this season, but my thought was if I did a Nephilim Rift on hard difficulty, I could complete another objective, but that wasn't so. You actually have to complete the next one on expert, so it didn't count for that, but I did get to run through a Nephilim Rift on hard difficulty, and it was a bit more difficult than I had anticipated it would be. It was a little bit harder to kill the monsters, I wasn't one-shotting many of them anymore. I was using a technique that I finally understood in Season 21 where you mostly just run at the blue monster packs or the yellow monster packs with minions and try to take them down first because it really speeds up your ability to fill in that gold bar on the side of the screen. And I think the same technique works with greater rifts, I've tried that too honestly small greater rifts but you get the idea so i did that and i did pretty well and then i launched the rift guardian which turned out to be the choker and this was in the tile layout that is the thieves guild area if you've run through the storyline you've taken linden through that area at least once for part of the story so that's where it was so it's kind of a tight area and it's not really easy to move through or get around the Greater Rift boss and the choker killed my barbarian, which isn't as dire as it sounds because, again, I'm playing softcore this season in an effort to actually get somewhere and maybe at least finish through chapter four this time around. So, when I finished, I was on um, my barbarian, was at level 22, had only had one death. And I think that's pretty good for the moment. And then of course uh, somewhere within here was Thanksgiving and last month uh, in November I was doing Pomo, which was national post uh, national podcast post month where you post a podcast every day for the month of November. It doesn't actually have to be every day. Just come up with 30 by the end and you're good. So I spent a lot of time doing that because it's fun and I participated in the first one and several thereafter. So that's where some of my time went but The stuff I just described, I release as a podcast, so those counted. So if you've been following that stuff, you may have seen some of that on my social media. So that takes care of my week in gaming. (laughs) To move on, I don't have a heck of a lot of stuff to talk about this time, because I think a lot of people are kind of taking a break over the holidays with content and things like that. So what I'm going to talk about is the things that I could find. And I think I want to start with podcasts that either produced an episode or at least mentioned an episode since the last time I recorded Shattered Soulstone. So, Danktuary Podcast their most recent episode since my last recording of Shattered Soulstone is episode 9. It's on Twitch, it's probably other places as well. This one is called Project Diablo 2 and Arena.gl events and it featured BT Neanderthal 1. Dobrinsky, Mister Lama, Riker, and Senpai something, and it is a five-hour-long Twitch stream, which is a podcast. I, I figure these are podcasts, even though there are some people in this world who feel your podcast cannot be a podcast unless it is audio-only and uploaded to a podcast hosting company of some sort. And some people think that I'm a little more open to the idea of what a podcast can be. So. It's a podcast, and it's on Twitch, and they have... Twitch, of course, allows people to have their video, their streaming, recorded so people can come back and look at it later. So that, that one went up today, the day I'm recording Shattered Soulstone, about two hours before I started recording is my understanding. Hearthstone to Hell has been busy. Previous episodes include two of them. I think last time I talked about episode eight... And they've released Episode 9. And that one, Greed talks with Nineball about what they were up to in World of Warcraft. And Shazam talks about what he's been up to in Diablo. They also talk about BlizzCon line and Diablo Immortal a little bit. And the most recent one, which was released December 7th, is Episode 10. And in that one, Shazam and Greed talk about their week in gaming as well as the news of the week and the upcoming raid and PvP season start, which I'm assuming might relate to world of warcraft stuff because shadowlands is out and people are having a lot of fun with that so i think it might be that one west march workshop now Nineball is part of west march workshop and he was recently on hearthstone to hell he posted on the west march workshop account on november 12th which i missed somehow he wrote i'll be getting the newest episode uploaded later tonight but in case you missed it With the holidays and work events, it's going to make it difficult to schedule the show over the next couple of months, so I'm going on a brief hiatus until January for the big episode 200. So he's talking about posting episode 199, which he's done, but... You have to wait a bit more for the big episode 200. I'm not sure what he's planning for that. I haven't seen much about it. I'm sure he's got some ideas and I'm excited to see what their episode is going to be because that's a big number in podcasting in my opinion. You hit 200, you've caught a lot of shows and you've probably got a lot of people that have listened to it. So it'll be exciting to see what he comes up with and I'm absolutely willing to wait until he has the time to do that and make it a really great episode, as I'm sure he will. Okay, so another thing that I have to talk about, and this is probably going to be a really short show, I'm sorry, but sometimes you just don't have a whole lot of news. Uh, There's a video from Leviathan that was posted on November 30. And the video is called Diablo 3, How to Fix Major Game Freezes in Season 22. This features Leviathan's first uh, RIP plus an update, and it's... A short video. It's not terribly long, it's uh, gonna be- I can't remember exactly how long it is, but basically what happened is this video is where he highlights that there's been some stability issues and the biggest problem is the game is freezing and locking up and it seems like there wasn't anything players could do to get around that for a while it was just your game was frozen you hoped maybe it would come back to you but what's happening for some people that are playing hardcore is the game finally unfreezes or fixes its glitch or whatever that was and your character is dead now with softcore like i'm playing this season it's not that big of a deal just disappointing maybe but with hardcore that's it your character's gone whatever stuff they had gone you gotta start all over with leveling which isn't necessarily a difficult thing if you're playing in a group or if you got somebody that can level you up really quick. All of these things are allowed in the game. But it's going to make people who play hardcore not want to play hardcore in season 22 until this stuff gets fixed. Because of that, it just sets you back so far, so that's what he was talking about. And I think, if I remember correctly in the video, there was some kind of workaround in there that somebody figured out to make it work. I think this was was affecting Windows computers, but I'm not an expert on this sort of stuff, so I'm not sure. So that was November 30th. Now I decided to look at the forums, the Diablo forums, just to see you know what's going on with this kind of stuff. And there's um, one of the things you could find in the Diablo forums is You can actually just go ahead and look at the top and you can click on it and find what the community managers have posted. So essentially the blue notes in the forum posts. There's a post from Filthy Rich, who is a community manager. I've seen him talk to people a lot or bring up topics, a lot of reply to people about things in the forums, he seems to be really active there, so that's pretty cool. I'm actually following him on Twitter now because I realized, oh hey, I can do that, so I did. In any case, he's talking about what looks like the crash uh, that was happening, the, the game freezing thing. And he wrote this four days ago from when I'm recording. He wrote, hey folks, heard back from the team and looks like the patch for the crash fix is going to be launching next week. We appreciate everyone's patience through this. Okay, now some people are happy that he has let them know that there is a fix coming and around when that is going to appear. Others are a bit unhappy about it because they feel that they're character keeps dying to having that freeze, or that crash, I think it's being called both. And they don't want to wait a week until, you know, or maybe less than a week, depending. This was four days ago, so it could be be out soon. But some people don't want to wait for that because it's frustrating to have your character die because of a glitch or a crash or a freeze kind of thing. But at least he's like letting people know that there is something coming that will fix it so that you don't have to go and try to do it yourself with the thing that Leviathan found. Leviathan didn't create the thing, but he knew about it. So it was like a stopgap temporary thing. So, unless there's, I guess there's a possibility that maybe, maybe Blizzard Diablo team saw something about the. the way people were trying to fix the crash themselves. Maybe they've pulled from that and it maybe it connects in some way or but in any case it looks like you won't have to worry about the game crashing as much fairly soon. I have not had this experience. I play on a Mac that could be part of the reason. I haven't played in a little while so maybe I haven't played during the time frame when the crash was occurring but at least there's a fix coming so have some patience if you can. And, you know, play World of Warcraft if you can't have some patience and come back when it's fixed in Diablo 3. There's another bug report that was posted today, maybe yesterday, 17 hours from when I'm recording this, and somebody who has the icon of a demon hunter wrote this. Playing Diablo tonight with the latest patch 2.6.10.71814. I experienced another crash to Windows. This wasn't during a greater rift like many of the previous crashes, but it was when I tried to load the leaderboards. While the game just freezes in the recording, to me, the game was gone and I could just see Windows, but you could see it here. This person has posted a link to a Twitch clip. So they must have been streaming at the time, or maybe someone else. They were probably streaming at the time. And there's, uh, The Twitch clips always seem to combine really weird words together to name the clips, so you can go look at that if you want to, I'll put all the links to everything here. And somebody else said, same problem, but before update, it was last week, seems not to be the fix. And someone else says, yes, game still crashes with the new patch, not just in the leaderboards, but also while playing in greater rifts and other areas. So Filthy Rich has responded. He thanked the first person for the the link and asked the, the third person in the line, Do you have any additional details you can share to help us understand a bit more? Also, can you confirm that this happened after yesterday's patch? And that third person said, It happened after yesterday's patch. Actually, just a few minutes before my post above, which they deleted because it was probably... Maybe they didn't like the way they posted it, or what was in it, or maybe they wanted to clarify with the second post. Whatever. But they they deleted it themselves. They got to choose on that one. This third person continues, For myself inside a cow level, for a friend inside a greater rift, the game just closed, returns to desktop, and leaves a window saying uh, STH about a code to contact Blizzard, and there's a whole bunch of letters and numbers and dashes that I my dyslexic brain cannot read to you but I'll link to this and the person continues and says I guess the same issue as for many before the patch hope that helps so maybe the crashing that's been happening wasn't fixed by a patch I'm not sure at this point or maybe it wasn't fixed for all people I don't see what I don't see is anyone in these forum posts saying that their game is crashing and they're playing on a Mac. Which is weird to me, because as I've complained about before on this show, when I tried to get into the PTR before Season 22, I couldn't. It kept crashing, it kept locking up, I couldn't get in at all, and I figured maybe this is a Mac thing. But now that they've finished the PTR and changed things around so that you get one Shadow Clone per Pylon or Shrine and figured out all of these types of things to prevent the game from crashing in the PTR, or people crashing before they got into the PTR. It seems like there is still an issue with the game crashing for people that are playing on Windows. So PCs, basically. But I haven't had this problem on a Mac. And if I get a problem like this, I suppose I'll... Talk about it in here and let everybody know about that sort of thing. Because it's kind of important. And I think that's the top couple of things that went through the the blue notes, essentially, in the forums. Yeah, I think that's the newest one. They're aware of the crashes, though, and they posted there was apparently there were crashes on the consoles as well now that i'm looking at this november 24th filthy rich had an update and said the patch has been deployed to all consoles for all regions thank you all for your patience so this crash is hitting the consoles as well so that's kind of strange something went wrong and i hope they can fix it it's like i said it hasn't affected me on a mac yet so i'm just lucky this time around but that's how it went And that's pretty much all of the Diablo related stuff that I found to talk about before recording this episode. So it's going to be a little bit shorter than a typical episode, especially after I edit. As far as other media, as we've called it on Shattered Soulstone, I've been, well, like I said, I was doing a lot of podcasting in November. So there's that, and in addition to that I'm going to talk about COVID-19 for a minute, but I don't feel like this is a political thing at all. Here's what happened in California, which is the state I live in. They decided to break up the state into different little regions, and each one of these regions is going to have a separate sort of color code in order to reflect how many beds are open in the hospitals in that region. And if there's lower than 15% of beds open, then you're under stay-at-home orders. Except for essential activity, that kind of stuff. I think the... I want to say Los Angeles, maybe? Maybe somewhere around there. Started these uh stay-at-home orders right away they just chose to do it and it's a couple of counties out there that that did that i don't have on the top of my head which ones they were the interesting thing there's a couple of interesting things one i am not in southern california but the counties the county i live in and the county surrounding it are lumped into that group anyway based on however somebody decided to divide up the state for this purpose. So people in the county I'm in and the counties connected to it that got lumped into Southern California, which we are not, aren't real happy about this because our concern, well, I don't know, some people's concern at least, is that if we're doing good because we're smaller population than some of Southern California then it would mean that we had hit that number of more than 15%. We're above the 15% hospital bed thing and, and this sort of thing. If, if we're there, which it seems to me, based on the latest news I've read, we are, then if parts or all of Southern California don't hit that mark, we could be stuck under the stay-at-home order restrictions the same as theirs, even though we're doing better. So it's kind of a goof up. And so right now, the county that I'm in and the ones surrounding it are trying to convince the state government to maybe put us in our own category because that would be more reflective of the numbers. And I can see see the purpose for that because there's no good reason to say, well, LA has no hospital beds, so you guys out here, not in Southern California at all, Uh, have to have the same restrictions as them even though you're doing better it doesn't make sense if the idea was the numbers were gonna sort of govern things or determine things but my other concern and this comes from me being someone who is immunocompromised my other concern is if we get this and my county and the counties around me get to be our own little group separate from Southern California I have concerns that people from Southern California who are essentially under stay-at-home orders will travel here, maybe to do their Christmas shopping, maybe to meet with family that may or may 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 not live here, maybe to gather here, because some of these areas, some of these counties are very nice, but they'd be more open, and I'm concerned that they might bring COVID with them, even if they don't know they have it, and this is me worrying because i can easily catch this and i am not physically strong enough to get the vaccine as far as i know right now i typically am not strong enough to get the flu vaccine so i kind of worry about these kinds of things and i don't go outside at all anymore unless i'm going to medical care like mostly dentists this year it's been a lot of dentist stuff in any case earlier today I think it was today, it was either today or yesterday, Um, I think it was today, everybody in California got an emergency alert message and I remember hearing the sound and going what is that because it wasn't like a siren, it wasn't something outside, it was this weird kind of noise that carried on for a little while. And then when I looked at my phone, I got an emergency alert. A lot of people took screenshots of this and stuck it on Twitter. So I can read you what it said. It said, emergency alert, State of California. New public health stay-at-home order in your area. COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. Stay home except for essential activity. Wear a mask, keep your distance. Visit COVID19.ca.gov everybody got that today if they had a phone and most people have phones so i think most of california got that message today and in some cases it was kind of frightening to people from what i've seen on social media because it was this like alarming thing where you're thinking oh no is this like a fire has broken out near me and i need to evacuate is this an earthquake happening again no it was the uh, stay at home order message basically Which is kind of strange to think about, you know? Of all the things that could be happening in California, this is the alert that everyone paid attention to for a little while. I have no idea if it's going to have any effect on whether people follow through or not, but I guess we'll see. And that's where we're at. I'm going to assume that if you are not in California, maybe this is boring or maybe you think this is outrageous because your state isn't doing the types of things we're doing or maybe you wish your state is doing was doing the types of things my state is doing. In any case, stay safe out there, people. And that's where I'm going to end this episode and I will read the outro as usual. You have been listening to episode 285 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today, patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter shattered, at shattered Soulstone. My Twitter is at OncomeOff. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 284 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawnforge! Woo! This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.